Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 34, I believe. 34 with uh, Mikey McKernan. What's up, y'all? 34. <laughs> I think this is 34. Let me double check. Uh, <laughs> He's throwing it out there. He's like, ah, last time, I think. Yes, 34. You are big 34, my you man. You got it, man. Uh, here with Mikey McKernan, who's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Thanks. Post on my story that you're, you're, you're honestly... This is how it starts. I compliment someone, and then we start roasting each other, whatever Cute. you want. <laughs> but honestly, you're like my favorite person in the scene because even like before you even knew my name, you still greeted me with a hug. Hell yeah! I think that's like I think that's insane. I think I think the comedy scene needs more of that. Oh yeah, dude. I uh, no, I appreciate that because there is so much negativity and it's so competitive, and I've just always been like, I'm gonna be nice. Just yeah. Plain and simple. Gotta be nice. If you can be nice. You'll get people walk all over you, but, you know, you get to a point where you know how to not let that happen. But at the same time, so much rather than trying to act cool, trying to act right. tough. When I first started, man, so many dudes were weird, and they tried to act cool and tough because they hated new guys. Oh, yeah. They hated them all the time because they're like, you're just going to – more names in the bucket, or you think you're going to make it. You have no idea what this is like. <laughs> so I always made it a point. I was like, I'm not going to be like one of those old guys. I'm going to be really nice. Man, and it, it really shows, dude. But your 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 catch thing is is the the buha thing. Are we able to talk about that? Yeah, of course. How did that? You can we can we give an example or? <laughs> no, <laughs> I just want to put not not a pre written one. I want to I want one on the spot, dude. No, I always make it up because people will be like, dude, let, do it, do your thing, and it's like I was I would always tell them it's funnier in a microphone. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But I, now that we're talking into microphones, <laughs> kind of like uh, I don't have. No, I don't want you to. I don't want you to do material. I was just seeing if you could come up with a zinger on the spot because that's kind of yeah. Well, with the show we just did, I had fun because I have a guacamole joke, and some guy said dip out. <laughs> you heard that right yeah and, and it's totally unrelated too yeah and i i totally got i got self-conscious i was like oh somebody just wants to leave they just verbally said they want to leave but then he was like no he was riffing off my joke yeah so i said i'm gonna steal that <laughs> and then i said all right nobody wants this is not a guacamole crowd you guys this is your chance to dip out <laughs> then i go boo ah. <laughs> the boo ha thing dude it's the most it's catchphrase it's it's Amazing, man. Thank you. How how did but I want to know how that started. Well, it I to be honest, I would just tell bad jokes to my friends, you know, and I instead of doing my own zinger, you know, like a hey yo, yeah, this is just what I came up with. I don't even know how I just this is what organically came up, you know? Like it probably was what was the most obnoxious thing I can do? <laughs> and that was it. And people told me they were like, You have to do that on stage. And I said, Absolutely not. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, that's the most hackiest gimmicky thing. And then, of course, I did, and everybody likes it. <laughs> so I'm not have to do it forever. <laughs> did you ever see uh, Jim and Andy on Netflix? Are we allowed to shout out Netflix? Did you see that documentary? Oh, yeah, you can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. What is it? It's so Jim Carrey when he plays Andy Kaufman. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, it, didn't he go insane from that? Yeah, like, yeah, he went full meth. Like, <laughs> But he's got a bit where he says, uh, you live by the catchphrase, you die by the catchphrase. And that really hit me hard. I was like, damn. All right. <laughs> Doing this forever. Fuck, dude, that's insane. Because, yeah, what if you just stopped doing it? People would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, it, it's really funny because there's... Uh, I, I like to say it's an example of doing... And starting comedy in Los Angeles, there's so much comedy. 
they're giving everybody the least amount of time. So yeah. what are you going to do to stand out, you know, and how quickly can you get people to laugh, you know? And so it was like quick bits with the catchphrase and, you know, and I've been lucky enough. People are like, oh, you're so original. And I, I, I'm always like catchphrase has been around for decades, yeah. man. Yeah, like I, the catchphrase is not original. I just came up with my own, you know, if I could, you know, if it becomes a cultural thing and then it replaces people going, hey, yo, and they do a boo instead. Uh, okay, then I'll be like, all right, <laughs> that 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 was a cool thing. The John Lennon of fucking catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> so we are we are actually sitting in my car in a parking lot. This is badass. In front of a sign that says, uh, "Tenant and customer parking only. Violators are subject to tow." What if we're in here? Are we just like, hey, fuck off? Or like, do they just tow us with us in it? I don't think they will. It's so funny because you see these signs and. To me, I'm like at nighttime like this. I don't, I don't see anybody. You know, like there's a bunch of cars here. Yeah, on the opposite side of this fence, the see-through chain link fence. It's actually government property, and they could. There's a sign over there. Oh yeah, that says that they'll like shoot your ass if you hop the fence. Cool. I don't know how they'd see you. There's a, just a giant hill. Yeah, yeah. That, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on over and at this spot we're at. Manhattan Beach, a giant army camp, just on the other side of a fucking shit ass bar. <laughs> oh, it's an army camp. Is that what that is? I don't, it just says government property, but if they're going to shoot you, there has to be some armed people there. So yeah, that, that's a big-ass warning sign right there, huh? Yes, right there. Since you guys who are listening can see these signs that we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> How long have you been doing comedy, dude? Uh, I've been doing stand-up for just over 11 years. Oh, fuck. No way. Yeah, I know a lot of people are surprised. They're like, you should be funnier. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit on a podcast. I did a bit on the podcast. <laughs> Man, this is, I'm having a, we, we're in my car, we also smoked, and anybody that listens to the podcast knows that I'm a super lightweight, so I apologize if I'm going to be all over the place, Mikey. Cause, no, uh, you're, you're right here in, in the driver's seat. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Fucking guy, dude. <laughs> Where did you get your start? Uh, I started in LA. No way. Yeah, I literally started in LA. I, my idol growing up, Jim Carrey, and I... Tried doing it when I was 18 years old, literally. Oh, and but I was I was like, what can I talk about? I did a contest, and I was in, I took third place, but never did it after that. I, I would try to do a couple things, but I was like, no, this isn't this isn't it. Then 22 years old, first open mic at Romancing the Bean in Burbank, California. Is that place still around? The place is still around, not the the actual building, but that establishment. Like they do, they moved. still have a mic. No. Oh, that's what I meant. No, not at all. Not at all. Dude, my first mic was fucking Centerfield's Bar. Woo! Horrible place, when, but I yeah. love it. Whenever whenever I tell someone that my first mic was Centerfield's, they're like, and you decided to still do comedy? <laughs> <laughs> was it Dave Yates hosting No, it was, it was uh, Raph. Cool. At time. It was like just when he had taken over. And now he doesn't even host it anymore. Fucking, yeah, he doesn't. Fucking guy. He, I asked him why, and he was like, oh, like I want to go to... L.A. more. I haven't seen him up here. Yeah, <laughs> you'll see him on a Monday. You're like, yeah. dude, this is Monday. You're oh, that's true. You see, I do see him at the store. Um, all right, man. So, so when did the when did the boo thing start? When did that kick in? It took a while to get it going. Probably, uh, I think, two. It started maybe like over two years. The first like oh, so it's fairly recent. No, like it. Two years in. Yeah, two years in. Oh, okay. I started doing it. I, I I think the earliest documentation of it is in 2010. 
because I uh, I record every single set and I write down every single joke I do and I grade it on a scale of one to three. I, I do the same fucking thing. I've been doing it since I like almost started and I have like literally over two thousand sets already like documented, recorded, and two thousand. Yeah, it's a lot, and it, it it's but it's so fun because I love that as a process, you know? Oh, yeah. It's so important, especially if you have tiny bits like mine and you have to, you know, see what works and, you know, recording your set is so important because, yes. you know, you, you'll you say something you didn't realize or, you know, you'll be like, why didn't they laugh? And then you realize you said Starbucks instead of Subway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which happened, but, yeah, I, it's so funny because I, I never wanted to do it and I was more encouraged to do it all the time and I didn't know how to really do it and in, like, and you know, some people have come up to me and told me like, man, it's one of the coolest things I've seen because you're like booing your own jokes, but then you're laughing at it. Did you mean to do that? <laughs> and I'm like, no, but wow, I want to tell people that now. <laughs> like, can I use that now? <laughs> and, uh, but it's a funny story because I went out and did it. I went to New York City when I was 25 years old. I started when I was 22. Okay. And I was like, I'm just going to do it in New York. I'm going to try it. Because I was so off and on about like, no, I'm not going to do it. Or I'll try it a couple times. If people know me, I'll do it. But, you know, if they don't know me, I don't want to do it. And I went to New York City and I did it. And it went pretty good. And then this guy hit me up like a year later and was like, are you still doing that catchphrase, man? Me and my buddy will never forget that. We'll always keep doing it. And that kind of was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do it, man. I'm just going to say fuck it, you know, <laughs> commit. Because when it comes to the bits, man, you have to. It's all about commitment. Oh, dude. So what? When was your? What was your first year? That would make it what? Two thousand eight. Yeah, March twenty first, two thousand eight. Dude, you know what I was doing in two thousand eight? How old were you? Uh fuck! Eleven years ago, huh? I would be eleven. Wow. <laughs> so I was probably I was probably in fifth grade. Damn, fifth grade. Do you have comedy hopes then? Okay, this is actually a crazy story because I just found my eighth grade yearbook and <laughs> I flipped to a page and on it it said, "In I predict in 2020 I will be a, and we would say I will be a software engineer, all this stuff. I scrolled down to my name and it said, one word, comedian. Whoa. Yeah, it was totally trippy. It blew my mind. I was like, fuck. That's badass. That felt good though, right? Yeah, I was like, damn, dude, it's like I called it or some shit. That's amazing. But it's also funny because, like, a lot of them are, like, just horribly, horribly wrong. There was one that was actually extremely accurate. It said, uh, I will be sleeping on my bed with, like, unemployment money or something. And that dude's a bum. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like you almost want to tell all the girls to be like, uh, what am I going to do with my life, mom? Mom. <laughs> be a mom. Have kids. Get married. Oh, that fucking just reminded me. Didn't tell you before this, but I work with, uh, do you know Anastasia Porter? Yes. <laughs> I fucking work with her, dude. At Trader Joe's. Yeah. That's funny. How did you guys how did you bring me up? Or did you see her at the rec room? No, she was like, Oh, you she she's she knows that I do comedy oh, okay. and she's like, Oh, do you ever work with Mikey McKernan? And I was like, Oh yeah, dude. It was like it was like literally a week after that amazing comedy theater show. That's so funny. And then she was like, Oh, she actually tried to get me to go out to the the one where you did with McSpadden. She went to that one. Yeah, the rec room. She's been to the rec room. She lives in HP. Yeah, okay, obviously. That's so funny. Yeah, I've known her since like way back in the day. That's, That's hilarious. hilarious. I just wanted to shout her out. She always makes like all the fucking like when we close and shit. She makes us like desserts and stuff. It's fucking. We all call Whoa. her mama, dude. She's fucking dope. Yeah, she's gnarly. Is she pregnant? Yeah, like full blown. Yeah, dude. She's not her kid either. It's, yeah, no. Tell you a story. It's a she, she's a gnarly gal. 
it's it's pretty funny, man. Yeah, she's been she's like friends with like one of my first ever friends like I've had. Like I moved away like in junior high, and then you know they like he went to high school and became friends with all these people. So I'd always come back, and she was part of that group and stuff. And so special place in my heart. Speaking of school, dude, I was just talking to my dad about what he did like his senior year for like their pranks. Did you guys do any like? Did you do any fucking pranks in high school, dude? No, I was such a goody two shoe in school. Really? I was, yeah, I never tried to get in trouble. I I was I was the youngest of six, so oh shit. I, yeah, like I was always put in my place. Like if I ever tried to rebel or act out, like they, I always got you know not whooped, but just straightened out like all the time. Oh damn. So you know, and I that happened early in my life. So like just towards the end, I'm like, no, like I knew I want I wanted to be like an actor before I was out of high school. Like I was right. already ready. Like didn't go to college. I went straight to LA to take improv classes. That lasted about what four years, and then I was like. That's it. Stand-up comedian. <laughs> Bill Hicks, that's, like, one of the guys who got me to, like, really want to do it. And I, uh, he was, like, and I got him when I was, like, into conspiracy theories, you know, when you were younger <laughs> and you're, like, anti-establishment. And then I was, like, this guy's a comedian? This is crazy. But uh, you ever read Born Standing Up by Steve Martin? His that book he no. wrote? Dude, it's such a good book. That's the one that finally got me because he would do crappy magic tricks when he first started. So that gave me confidence to be, like, you know what, dude? All right. Maybe I'll make some weird noises. <laughs> when you okay, here's a question. I'm not sure if you want to answer, but uh, how do you write? Like, it's got to hit me. Like, if if it doesn't hit me, I can't sit and try to. Like, oh, like you got to wait for it to come. To it's you. got it's got to hit me. Um, I love wordplay though. So if I if I have to sit down and try to write stuff, I'll work on some wordplay. And, uh, but the funniest stuff hits me. I, I've been trying to get better at writing, you know, like trying to uh, write real life experiences, you know, because it comes down to is asking yourself questions, you know, right. like what, what, what's weird in my life? You know, what do I like? What do I hate? You know, what do I notice about, you know, what do I see that's unfair? You know, there's like all sorts of like really good questions you can mind, you know, but, you know, how can I make this a boo-ha? That's you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, a lot of times, a lot of the times, I think I was, uh, I just watched Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee oh, with, man. with, um, the one with Eddie Murphy. Oh, dude. Did you watch that one? So dank. <laughs> so good, huh? That was a good one. But when he so asked, good. when he asked Eddie, uh, how he would write his stuff and he was like, he was mostly just like hanging out with people and like, I'd be like, oh shit, I got to write that down. I said something funny. It's the same fucking thing for me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh shit. Like, let me write that down real quick. I'll stop a conversation, whip mm-hmm. my phone out throw something in my notes because I know I'll forget it. Absolutely. And you know why? It's because you're being yourself. You know, you, you're you you're with your friends. You're being yourself. You know how to be funny. And then that's where your timing is perfect. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's where it's like whatever you're saying with your friends and doing stuff, you're like, boom. I'm Yeah, that's gold. I'm putting it down. Yeah. You don't have any shame doing that, right? No, dude. I'll yeah, throw it. They, awesome. they know. Literally, they will pause the conversation because <laughs> they know that I'm like not going to listen because yeah. I just threw something down. It's also different because when you hang out with comics and shit and everybody's I'm, people are trying to be funny mm-hmm. with other comics and stuff. Um, and it's like, it's just the things you say just somehow aren't as funny as when you do it with like your friends. Dude. Yeah. It's like night and day. It's so funny. They're, they're being a comedian and being part of the comedy and hanging with comedians. Whole, it's a whole different world, but you don't, you love it though. Like oh, don't you, it's the best. So happy. I've found it and I'm a part of it. It's a community and all that kind of stuff. It really is, man. How long have you been doing stand up? Almost a year now. Wow. Fucking baby. You are a puppy. (laughs) 
Much to learn, man. Yeah, no, it's all right, dude. You just, you know, you got to hit the ground running as much as you can. You can't, you know, rush it, but all it is is writing and performing as much as you want. I, I think I've been, I've almost been on stage 300 times. That's amazing. Yes, it's just trying to Do you keep tally? Oh, because you record oh, all the yeah, sets and I, stuff? No, I specifically write it down in my notebook. I'll write where I was, the That's date dope. and stuff, just so that I have something to reflect on and, you know, see where I'm progressing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I started doing the same thing, and I, I, I'm such like a, you know, we become so, not OCD about it, but so peculiar I dude about things that it's like, man, I'm never going to stop writing where I was at, you know, and. You ever heard of the National Comedy Center that they have now in New York? No. Yeah, so they have like a museum. They have like a comedy museum now. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so it's like they have Carlin's notebooks in there, you know? And it's like, oh, that's fuck. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's freaking badass that that was created. You know, maybe one day, like, your notebooks, if you make it to a point, you know, they might be in the, you know, National Comedy Center. And how dope would it be to have all the dates of where you were in yeah. specific months, you know? Yeah, exactly. It'd make it worth more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you, speaking of security... Peculiar, peculiarities, Dude. peculiarities. And see how I had to say it slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something weird that you do? Like, for for example, I always carry two pens with me because if somebody asks me to borrow one and they mm. write something, I just throw it away or I just tell them like, "Hey, you could keep that because I don't want to write something in my notebook that was written by them with the same ink." Um, maybe not too too much. I like I take my stickers everywhere and I always say I'm a you know I'm at open mics with merch you know <laughs> and like but it's become a thing that I have to have it on me I have a moleskin that's what the fuck is that that's like you know the the this wallet or it's not a wallet but it's the notebook you know oh okay this kind of notebook oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's the black leather bound but it has dates on it but then like I, I I cut like the pocket open so I turn it into my wallet oh shit yeah and so it's like all like so whenever I get dates. I write it in that, and if I had to write something, there's like, you know, you can write, there's the date, and then there's like a normal piece of paper, and then it all fits, and I'm like, dude, this is perfect. I'm gonna have like this forever, you know. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, creature of habit. I grew up playing ice hockey my whole life, and so. Oh shit! No way. Yeah, you learn like creatures. You know, like you're like, okay, I gotta tie my left skate first, and then the right skater, or like, you know, I gotta tap, you know, like my stick three times when I get on the ice. There's so many weird. Like, yeah, dude, what the hell? Wait, wait, where are you from originally? Rancho Cucamonga, California. You grew up playing ice hockey? Yeah. What the fuck? Where'd you grow up then? Yeah, in SoCal, dude. What I, the fuck? Yeah, I played a lot in Orange County, actually. Like, there's there's a thing called SCAHA. It's called Southern California Amateur Hockey Association. And I would do, I did that from seven years old to 16. Damn. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a professional hockey player when I was a little kid. But you have to, like, 11 or 12, that's when you have to make the decision. And when you're like 15, 16, you're already like, nope. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. Like, if I had to make that decision, you know, you'd already be getting scouted and stuff like that. That's how crazy professional sports. Really? Oh, professional sports are unbelievable. Especially hockey. They'll look at guys from 13 to 14 years old. Fuck. And they start stalking their lives. (laughs) That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, so, you know, and another thing where that ties into stand-up that I always like to talk about is that, you know, I come from a performance background. Okay. You know, so it's like I'm, because you'll hear, are you like more of a writer or are you more of a performer, you know? And that's like, I'm the performer. So writing is not the easiest thing for me. Okay. And performing though is, I love it and it's so good. And that's why I love doing stand-up because trying to write new stuff constantly and come up with something clever is that, you know, yeah. that's it, yeah. you know? 
coming up with your own stuff too because you know the buhas is so catchy that people always write me buhas really yeah and i it's like you, you know you should say like what you're not original but it's you know, in the comedy world, the comedy community, it's like so many people will just be like, did you ever thought of that? And I'm like, fuck no, dude. Can I have that? Thanks, man. <laughs> You're already here, folks. Mikey McKern. I fucking work. <laughs> Too fucking funny. What's the... Didn't you just do a show with in like Seattle with Eric Griffin? Yeah, man. That actually had nothing to do with Eric Griffin, but... How I mean, so? he, was, he was on it. He didn't book me for it. So, like, basically, I opened up for him. But the producer of the show was a friend. Shout out to Dustin in Everett, Washington. This dude, uh, Dustin, heard me on Kill Tony. And I went up there and did a brewery show last September. And he came out with his wife. And he's always been in kind of like a, in contact with me. You know, sure. like he would, after that, he would just, you know, like, oh, I want to do comedy. You know, I like Kill Tony. And da da da. Then he, like, you know, me, I'm, I'm all about it. I don't mind. Literally, I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but I don't mind like people getting to me in my DMs and asking me questions about stand up and oh yeah stuff like that. And I, uh, you know, because I but I love it. And you know, so he started asking questions about stand up. Then he was like, "Dude, I'll pay you to write for me." And you know, what and I'm fuck? like, "Well, he was like, you know, help me write, and I'll pay you." And, but I'm like, "No, man, I'm just trying to be friendly. I'm cool. I don't mind this. You know, I'm." I don't mind this interaction with, I don't know if you're a fan or a friend now. So, and then next thing I know, you know, months later, he freaking flies me up to Washington for a one nighter. I get paid a good amount of money. I get to stay in the hotel. The gigs in the hotel, you know, I get to open for Eric Griffin, you know, and what's so great about that is that, you know, even though Eric, like I said, Eric didn't have nothing to do with it, but you know, people saw that I was opening for Eric Griffin. Oh yeah. Griffin, I, thought, so I like, thought he brought you. Yeah, exactly. So that's fucking dope. Yeah, no, I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> she keep telling people yeah man but then again like <laughs> you can't you, this is the honesty business you know oh yeah dude. you can't be lying even though i've been telling way too many truths about the boohahs already <laughs> what's how okay when was your first road gig oh man it's like into your career like where you actually went on like a road trip for comedy i think it was it was 2010 and that was like just over two years. Uh, San Francisco, that was the first city Fuck to yeah, go to. Dude. And I fell in love with it. It was just so different from L.A. because everybody's like, oh, express yourself. But then it's again, the opposite, dude. yeah, the biggest, like, huge thing to me was people were like, oh, comedy night? Oh, okay, go ahead. Where in L.A., everyone's like, oh, God, comedy, you know, because yeah. it's show business. Everybody's everybody's doing something for the biz. So, you know, it's hard to support the you know, the thriving independent artists out there, you know, where everybody's like, yeah, no, I have to get up early and do wardrobe or whatever like that. So, <laughs> but it, it was, it was a lot of fun. My friend, it was so funny because my, my homie, one of my first like OG comedians, he was like, I went to, oh no, this was not it. This was after, cause I went to Denver for a month. I worked at Bubba Gump's, the restaurant I work at. You work at Bubba Gump's right now. Yeah, Universal City. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and uh, I <laughs> I tried to go work a month in Denver. And you fucking would work there, dude. Yeah, but this was this was not the first time. I thought it was a road gig, but now that I'm thinking about the time the timeline, because I went up there with him. He was the the first time we went up there was with my boy Bombo. But he, I came right when I got back from Denver. This is just how crazy stand up comedy can be. Got back from Denver. He was like, dude, let's go to Laughlin, Arizona so I can get a new ID. 
because and then let's go to San Francisco and do time. I got about this much money. I just got fired from my job. My roommate is on heroin and just kicked me out. And of course, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. The farthest I've been, I've been to New York though. I've done comedy in New York. I did oh, Boston. Um, my favorite city though is San Francisco because I grew up loving freedom of speech, the beatniks. You ever familiar with Jack Kerouac? I was no. such a literary nerd. No, San Francisco is great. Have you done an open mic out there? Oh yeah, I've done shows. Dude, mics. they're fucking super supportive. Their scene is ridiculous. Dude, when I it's so good. Right before I got into stand up I was trying to write and I got a little, was writing poetry really <laughs> into poetry like I can write anything that was beautiful and it's funny because once I started doing stand up that stand up killed like the comedian killed the poet It was I'm not even kidding I couldn't see things beautiful anymore but I heard about this open mic in San Francisco 16th and Mission where they would chalk a circle on the ground. This was outside. Oh shit. Yeah, it's like it's like outside on a corner of a str- like a busy street and then you go underground is the train station. So it's okay. it's very hubby happening spot. Chalker circle, there's no list. Everybody just sits around it and then whoever wants to perform has to jump up there. And you don't have a mic or nothing, so you're screaming and yelling for everybody. And I remember hearing about it like years before I did stand up because of poetry and then we did stand up and then me and my buddy we went up there and was like we're fucking doing it and I'll never forget doing it and I remember jumping up there and I started passing out my stickers and one guy showed me a picture he's like oh dude and he had a he had a picture I've never seen the dude he had a picture of a trash can with my sticker on it oh shit I was like who are you and he's like I know uh, Andrew Christmas and I'm like oh my god that's my buddy that's crazy that you know him so I was like dude, that was like one of the most amazing experiences of San Francisco I ever had that's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, because I've seen your stickers around town. Uh, I sa- I I posted one of them on my story. You posted it. It was uh, it was outside of some Mexican restaurant in like Silver Lake. Oh yeah, El Corazon. Yeah, Mu Corazon. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, well, it's so funny because whenever comics would tell me that they see it, I always say, "Well, it's because we just you know hit all the same spots. I just vandalize." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had comedy there though. They there's a girl who does comedy there once a month. Yeah, it was that's pretty tight. Yeah, that's that's why I was there, and I just I just walked outside, and I was like, "Oh shit, Mikey's here!" <laughs> or just like even here, he's right on the the pool table, dude. That's fucking. I think that's badass. Yeah, it's fun. If there's ever stickers around, that's where I I try to do it. And uh, I mean, you know, it's so funny when I first started, comedians always had business cards, you know. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, no way, man. The comedy crowd, like, you know, you, it's not like a punk rock, but they're like, yeah, you know, like, what can I take to like put on a beer fridge or something, you know? Right. And a sticker is perfect for that. Business cards are. That's for the industry, you know? That's what, yeah. if you want to, like, meet those type of people. That's when the business cards come in handy. That's fucking crazy, dude. What's your craziest road story, dude? Like, breakdown on the side of the road, and you... I've been lucky. I've been lucky that we haven't had too many crazy stories. Um, it's just mostly just getting heckled. Like, we haven't... Like I said, because I grew up so like goody two shoes, I've always been like pretty good about my situation. Like if it's if I know it's gonna be sketchy, I'm like I'm not going through this, you know. But like my one buddy who I would do comedy with all the time, man, he he, you know, used to live in a motorhome and stuff like that. (laughs) So like, you know, going around with him and just you know, he would be so freaking hammered. You know, he'd be like, when I met him, he's like, "Do I do three mics on the bus?" You know. 
or like three mics uh, a night by taking the bus. And I'm like, dude, I do it three nights a week. You know, like, please let me know where we can go. And ever since that, it's been like, you know, I've had to bail him out of jail. He's not going to appreciate me talking about this, but. <laughs> I don't think you name dropped him. I did already. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's not going to listen to it. I don't think he's ever listened to a podcast. No offense to barely. Oh no, no, though, oh, so. I was, I was, I was. I thought you were about to continue the story. You're like, oh, <laughs> no, no, that's, he's he's not going to listen. <laughs> no, this sucks because I don't, I don't have like gnarly, like oh, crazy ass stories. Oh no, like it's not. There's not any. Actually, some people have had some really fucking gnarly ass stories, and I'm just like, damn, I would have just killed myself. <laughs> you know, it's like well you know the, the spot that i did right before i came here was uh was at the rainbow bar and grill and it was a, a bunch of like metal bands we're gonna play and my buddy's like come do stand-up before the opening of the show and of course i'm like yeah i want to do it and i thought this gig was at 9 30 and i was like oh it'd be perfect i can do that and i should be done by 9 30 and i'll split but then i'm like what am i thinking it's like they're gonna take forever to load you know <laughs> and there was like six people and i was supposed to do he was like, yeah, you're going to be on from 9.10 to 9.45. It's like 30 Fuck. minutes. 30 minutes for eight people who don't want comedy. See, that's where it's like, that sucks, you know? <laughs> I only I did 13 minutes and I got out of there. Really? <laughs> yeah. You just you decided to walk out? or? Uh, yeah, I was like, they've had enough. I'm done with this. And plus, I was like, I got to get the fuck to Manhattan Beach, man. I get yeah, fuck yeah, I Especially because you were like, dude, we got a crowd here. And I'm like, all right, man, I want to go to the <laughs> crowd, dude. I don't want to sit here and... You know, try to, you know, like one dude was like burping on purpose, you know, and it's like, oh, this is so that fuck. No, wait, what? Yeah, it, it was just like, it, it, you know, because he was, oh, you think you're funny? Watch this, you know, like that, oh, that happens all the time. Fuck, you've, yeah. you've interacted yeah. with that before, so. That's crazy. A metal, imagine a metal show with only six fucking people. What kind of mosh pit? The whole thing's just a mosh pit then. People yeah. are just going to. People are trying to be bumping each other. Be like, what the fuck, dude? I just yeah. talked to you, Gerald. Please. Especially where they do it at, too. It's so funny because it's, it's. It's upstairs, and there's like a little mini dance floor where they put the band, but then everybody hangs up like on this, because they're like multi levels, and it's like it's so hard to explain. You go upstairs, <laughs> then there's the stage, and then there's another set of stairs that go up from the stage to the bar area, and then there's another set of stairs that go up to this like higher area that's like where Alice Cooper and like the like oh, shit. yeah like Jim Morrison actually really hung out and stuff like that. So the place is historical. That's why it's like yeah, let's do it, but. Still sick. I was pacing when I was there. I was like, "Oh God, these people are gonna, you know, I have to do the boohas for them." Because <laughs> that's that's if there's one thing that is tough about the boohas is you know, there is you know you have to constantly you know introduce yourself or your act to this crowd every time you know. And so, right. You know, some people are in, some people are out. So that's why it's like it might be a good idea to write some stories. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had uh, a situation like? What's your worst bomb story? The worst bomb, um, man. There's, I, I I'm gonna draw blanks because I can't think of one. Oh, okay. It's just mostly like, uh, I think it was one of my first ever like bringer shows, and I brought my whole family upstairs to the belly room, and I got heckled, <laughs> you know. At and the so, comedy store. Yeah, this was this was like when I was like not even a year in. Because you find gigs on Craigslist, you know, and they're like, all right, bring five people. So I bring my family. I'm like, mom, dad, you got to come to my gig so I can go up. I was like so nervous. Like we tried to eat across the street at the hotel and I'm like, I got to be there in 10 minutes. So I like rushed everybody. 
and it was just it was there was like no payoff i went up there and i was so nervous i was sweating and carrot top and i didn't know how to react to that and stuff like that someone just yelled that at you yeah (laughs) like so yeah that was that was the worst because when you're inexperienced that was that's the one that comes up because of course i had you know, and then after that, like, my family members did not come see me stand up for years. <laughs> yeah, like, at least five years they didn't come see me. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Speaking of Carrot Top, you, or what you look like, you kind of look like Steven Tyler. If Steven Tyler, like, fucked his brother and had a kid. That's, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> In, like, a cool way, you know? Like, yeah. Steven Tyler's a badass, you know? Yeah, especially if he's homosexual incest with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then a kid came out of it. <laughs> I know, I'm always like, man, if I fucking light my hair on fire, I'm going to lose so many minutes in my stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes, wait, so you work at Bubba Gump Shrimp and Cup. For how long? You said 12 I've been years? there for 12 years. Fuck. Yeah, I know. What do you do there? I just wait tables. Uh, is the pay good there? I, I or, mean, or right not now. the pay, but the tips. Like. Uh, no, because it's touristy, you know, so you deal with a lot of tourists, and uh, yeah. well, the only good thing I've learned is literally other people's like other countries cultures and stuff you oh, know shit, no way you know we say like oh canadians don't tip italians don't tip you know but you know like uh, a- uh asians will always point to the pictures or you know <laughs> well it's like it, it you know in you know like asian countries they they eat in small portions you know so they share a lot and i've always was like man that's such a good idea like you grow up with your parents like finish your plate like finish yeah. your plate so there's like this guilt ridden you know like anxiety you build when you like eat but it's like man is you know it's like if you're all sharing and you can take as much portion as you want you know oh, what i mean fuck that's smart dude yeah the the Ooh. japanese are really big into that so don't don't you know a bunch of Forrest Gump trivia you have to ask people? Yeah, we have to every table. Can we do it right now? Yeah, you want Forrest Gump trivia? You want me to trivia you, or you want to trivia me? You, you trivia me, and I'll think of something. All right. To get you on. All right. Can you name the two drugs we see Jenny take in the movie? Oh fuck! Do you do you tell children that? No. <laughs> <laughs> This I is wanted, for I wanted the basic one for children. I know I was gonna I was just gonna go straight for the the jugular. All right, I'll go easy. <laughs> yeah, start off easy. <laughs> what three sports does he play in the movie? Uh, running. That's a sport. Football. Correct. And killing Asians. Nope, that's not a sport. <laughs> what did he do in the army though, other than kill Asians? Oh, ping pong. There you go. What two <laughs> other than kill Asians? <laughs> <laughs> what two famous rock stars did Forrest meet in the movie? Oh fuck! He taught one of them how to dance, and he became oh, Elvis Presley. Yep. And then met another man on the Dick Cavett show. And he said, "Someone shot that young man." Fuck, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Come on, seventies. Ah, uh, fuck, dude. I know oh, oh, oh! It's Paul McCartney. No, but you're very close. Lennon. Correct. Damn. What's Forrest's favorite soda? Oh shit. Um anything his mama makes. No. Nope. Mama's breast milk. Come on, remember? Sprite. No, he, he was all about one soda that he liked. Fuck. When you're feeling sick, who do you go visit? Dr. Pepper. That's ironic, but that's correct. 
Wait, is that not what you meant? Yeah, but oh, okay. I was like, you're doing. I'm totally doing trivia right now. It's so funny because I have you have to like give them questions or like give them I clues. Al- I always thought so. Last time I went there with my aunt was like a month ago, and oh, the wow. dude, our server started asking. He it was literally at the end, like we were just talking, and he interrupted us, like, "Hey, I have to ask you these questions." So thought, you guys don't write me up. So I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I thought I was gonna get like a free dessert if I got them all right, and he hit me with like a bunch of soft ones. I think I the one that I got wrong was the one. About meeting meeting musicians, dude. But, all right, let me think of one. What what? Here, uh, no, let me do the last one. Okay, what, okay. what two drugs do we see Jenny take in the movie? Heroin. We don't see her take heroin. Think sixties. Oh, cocaine. That's the eighties, but that's one of them. Meth. No, sixties. Dude, I'm not big on. I don't know any I'm not, letters. Oh fuck, sex. Nope. Comes in a cube. Ecstasy. Not ecstasy. You're close. Think of the, the PCP. other. PCP. Not PCP. Another. Okay, that's three letters. All right. Acid. LSD. That's four letters. Oh, LSD. Okay. Now, when she was feeling suicidal, what was she on? Allege. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. Do you tell people that? Yeah. That's if they're mature. I say. Funny. I say, can I do a mature force come trivia? God, I hope my fucking job listens to this and I get fired for that. But you know what? That would be a goddamn blessing, and I would thank them, because then I would have to move on with life. No, that's true. <laughs> Fuck, dude. All right. Um, I know them all, dude. No, there's no way. How yep. many? How many times have you seen the movie? I can't. Can't even count. All I right. Stop watching the movie. When Lieutenant Dan is taking a shit, does he wipe with the right hand or the left? Left hand. No. Damn it. Everybody wipes to the right. I don't even think they show him wiping his ass. No, but he stands up. Oh, yeah. That's he true. stands up. I was like, holy crap, that's an excellent question. You should watch the movie and find just find Yeah, it I'm going to find out which one that he has in his hand. Because I was like, I think it's in his left hand. Because he like leans over like this. Oh, he does. Might be in his left hand. Damn, Galen. That was excellent. Oh, I appreciate that. That was excellent. That's, that's fucking, that's pretty cool. Um, back to... My my hardest one that I have. I'm sorry. Now we're on it. Okay. <laughs> There's a guy who's wearing American flag T-shirt. He's at the Washington Monument rally, and every time he says the F word, they cheer. Do you remember this guy in the movie? <sighs> and then he calls up for us. He's like, Oh yeah, he, he's on the microphone. Yeah, yeah. And then every time he says it, like it covers. Yeah, something. yeah, they cheer. And so he is portraying a famous '60s activist. What was that guy's name? Oh shit! Yeah, I about to say if you know your, if you know your anti-war. I used to be a history major. If you know your, what about the yippies? You ever remember the yippies, the Youth International Party? Mm-hmm. He was the leader of that. Fuck. Because I he, know I've heard the name. It, it, it's Abby Hoffman. <sighs> he he was known for the American flag T-shirt. That's why, I, you know, because people come up and come at me with like, how did Lieutenant Dan wipe his ass? Like he doesn't wipe his. Oh my god, he does in the army. <laughs> There's a scene where he does. That's fucking crazy, dude. Damn, I, I don't want to watch the movie. I haven't in years. But I think you got me to watch it now again. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix now. Have it you was. seen have you seen Dallas Buyers Club? No. Okay. So I hate Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I don't even know why. I just have a huge disliking for this guy. And in this movie, he portrays a guy with AIDS and he, it's basically white trash Philadelphia. But he dies. At, I haven't watched it. My dad said he dies. But I'm thoroughly going to enjoy that. I thought maybe if you had seen the movie. No, that's funny, though. 
Like I've never been a fan of Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Never seen his movies, but Dallas Buyers Club, where he dies of AIDS. <laughs> yeah, I'm all Sign for me it, up. dude. <laughs> that's a good bit right there. I I actually threw that in my notes to think about, but that's that's interesting. Cause like, did you, have, did you ever see Sahara? Sahara? Oh no 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 no. Not it's like one. some trash ass yeah. movie. Yeah, dude. Like fuck, dude. Well, He's in so many bad movies. Yeah. Well, what's funny is my favorite movie of all time is Days and Confused, which is the first ever movie he was in. That is a good movie. And but that's the thing is he's just that you know he's always been that for so long. <laughs> I went to uh, Austin in October, and to do comedy. I was like, it's my birthday too as well. So Happy I birthday. went. What's up? Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's I'm on the thirty fourth episode. It'll be thirty four this October. It all works out. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Austin, Texas. I was like, I want to do comedy because I've always wanted to go to Austin, and I knew that they filmed my favorite movie there. So I found a website. Somebody did like a map of all the movie locations. Oh shit! So I was so hyped to go. Drove to all these different spots. But unfortunately, it was October, so school's in session, and there was a bunch of middle schools they went to. Uh. So I would show up by myself in my rental <laughs> truck, just being like, okay, this is where they filmed. Later. <laughs> That's fucking gnarly, dude. Did you go to that bar that the famous, where he, the, the line where he says. The Emporium, is, no, it's, uh, it's not there anymore. They tore it down. What the fuck? And they rebuilt something else, but there's literally a plaque that says that they filmed the movie there. That's fucking crazy, dude. That movie is iconic. I feel like every ten years or so, there's a movie like that, like yeah. Casey Confused, Super Bad, Classics. Like, you know, like the that those just movies about school. Fucking, we should make our own. Yeah, if you're good at writing movies, I'm not. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know how they fucking write that shit, dude. You ever think about that? Oh yeah. Well, my brother, my my older brother, he's always been an aspiring screenwriter. Okay. So if there's ideas, I throw it to him, and he puts them out. Like in the screenplay format, so that that's fucking. Nice. We tried film a little bit of stuff, but you got it. it's so much work, man, to make content. But yeah, also, but have you also thought about like how much work goes into acting? People are like, oh, oh yeah. dude, I want to be an actor, but it's like, dude, you know how many times they had to retake just one second of oh, that yeah. scene, dude? It's retarded. No, I I I still do acting, and I did it before I got into stand up, and you know, it's 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 annoying as fuck <laughs> because it's it's not guarantee work you know and uh you gotta wait for your phone to ring basically and auditions are so nerve-wracking where that's why i love stand-up because it's like every night what i'm productive i'm going out every night you know yeah i have something to do that's because you were just on tacoma fd yeah on on true tv true tv yeah doing some background work but when you go on the road you're like you can see him on, <laughs> on true tv yeah but it was great because i did the first day and uh you know, when you find out who's doing the show and you're like, oh, my God, the guys, you know, you just sign up for whatever. You know, it's like, oh, stoners. I'm like, yeah, I'll submit to that, whatever. And you see it's the guys from, you know, the Broken Lizard Super Trooper guys who are playing yeah. on the show. And you're like, fuck, yes. <laughs> OK, I'm down for this. You know, like I'm going to put some effort into this and not, you know. And they enjoyed me. They buy me back for another night or for uh, another another, ep- another, another episode. episode. So that's fucking tight. Yeah, because I saw that you were like just smoking uh, on the the couch or whatever. Did you have any lines? No, no lines. That's what's funny about it. Because I, I the the I was on the la- the very last episode, and there was maybe lines they weren't sure because the casting director is actually a stand up comic. Oh shit! Yeah, and he was the one that reached out to me the for the second time. Because he was like, yeah, they brought you up. And I was like, that's Mikey McKernan. I know him. <laughs> I was like, cool. That's just, that, that's, that just, he, it's nice to hear, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. You got to hear those kind of stories. So, how long did it take to, to, how long did you have to be on set? 
Oh, there's. It depends. Like I went in a couple days, but they can be like definitely over eight hours. You know. Fuck. Oh, they're. You know, if you want to get into show business and make productions, you know they. You have no life. They work so much, fourteen-hour days. You know, you when you learn and you meet people who are in the crew, like you know, crew guys, they get months off. You know, like when if they're working on a show, sure, and they go vacation or they go straight party because they work so much. That's fucking insane. Because people don't realize how much fucking work goes into this shit. You know, stand up, sure, but like uh, making a movie, dude. Mm-hmm. I just can't. What What else have you worked on? I've done a bunch of stuff. Like I, uh, there's, I was in a Geico commercial. Oh fuck! No way. Yeah, I played two years ago, during like the NBA playoffs and stuff. No way. Yeah, and uh, it's on my website. You can see it. And then I was in. I'll uh, have to watch that. Been in a Carl Jr. commercial. Oh fuck! I've been in a New Girl, um, but the speaking role I have. I played a drunk pizza guy. as a show called Ben and Kate that didn't even last one season. It was on Fox, and that's like, the claim to fame. That's fucking tight. I bet you have that shit. It's recorded. On the, it's uh, well, it's on the acting reel. On the website, if anybody wants to go to MikeyMcCrayon.com. That's fucking, that's fucking, yeah, I was actually going to plug it earlier because I was just thinking because you said you write down your, your shows in that in that notebook. So yeah. when do you, do you update your own website? Do you yeah, have a guy? absolutely. No, I just got it built this year and I had a guy just help me build it. He was a comic and, uh, but I had him show me, like we tried to figure out how to do the calendar. It's, it's so peculiar, but then yeah. like he showed me an easy way where I can just fill it in myself. That's fucking and tight. I was like perfect i was like it's all i need because this is what it's going to be you know that and hopefully the merch you know like the merch page will be and i learned how to do that like you can you know there's a printfuls uh, a website where you can design t-shirts and then oh, they'll here we go. they'll send their uh you know they like they'll print the shirt out but you have to do through another thing it's called that's, woocommerce that's fucking insane we have people getting in their car next to us because we're doing a podcast in a parking lot in a car these people Badass. are wasted. But my windows are tinted, so they have no idea we're fucking here. They're too drunk to even know. Yeah. Um, so, because I had to do for a class in high school, which wasn't too long ago, we had to build a website, graphic design class oh, or whatever. Okay. And my website was trash. And it was like a website for Mark Trumbo, <laughs> the Angels player. And it was just horrible. And I remember, so it was one of those where like half of the year you would be in this, the, the graphic class. The other half of the year you'd be in like the art class. And then you would flip-flop. So I had the graphic class first. And my homie had the art class first. And we flip-flopped. My teacher, my old teacher, used my website as the example of what not to do. <laughs> and it was the next room over. He texts me and he goes, hey, dude, Miss, Miss, ah, uh, fuck, what was her name? Started with an F. Is using your thing as an example. And I was like, how did you know? He's like, your name was right on it. And she said, don't tell you. And I was like, fuck. And I literally went right next door. And we had a good old laugh because I didn't give a fuck. That's hilarious. How does she think no one's going to tell you, though? You know what I mean? Like, if you flip-flop a class, she can't be that naive. Like, nobody telling that we're using it. That shit. Do you ever have anything, like, embarrassing like that happen or, like, Okay, you ever accidentally send a text to someone that's meant for someone else, but you're talking about that person? No, I have. I actually, yeah, but it's never been like, oh no, you know, like delete, delete. No, the most embarrassing thing I had in high school was I was brand my senior year. I moved to another school because I wanted to do drama. (laughs) (laughs) I was serious about the, you know, like doing acting and stuff. And so we were in the homecoming rally, and it was 
Super Mario themed, and we were like the Goombas, and we had to come and pick up the... They said, go pick up the girls. I ran, I picked up a girl, and I started <laughs> running, and I dropped her. Oh, fuck. Right on her fucking head. Picked her up again. Whole school? Whole school. I'm brand new. I'm like not even a month into school. <laughs> I'm, this was... I literally went three years, my uh, freshman to junior year at another school, and then my senior year I went to this school, and this was my like... Oh, hey, here's this guy's first impression. <laughs> dropped fuck. her on her head twice. I picked her up, dropped her again. Fuck. And then she was so embarrassed, her dad came and screamed at me. I started crying. I was so fucking No. She didn't show up for the rest of the year. She didn't show up for the rest of the year. Fuck, to school or it, just that class? School. Oh, shit. Because it was, it, was, it was homecoming. It was like she was in the homecoming court, queen? Or oh, she was shit. One of them. And I, I literally dropped her, and she was so, like, I guess she was so embarrassed, but she never came back to school. Holy fuck. Yeah, I ruined her senior year. She was, like, <laughs> a really popular girl, too, as well. That's fucking crazy how that shit happens, dude. There's stuff that, like, you would never even know happens. So I just read an article in some Fountain Valley magazine. I went to Fountain Valley High School that some kid has kids now, and he's found God and all this stuff. But I guess he used to, like, do meth in our bathrooms. And then go back to class, and he was some dude that was in my grade. That's crazy. That, I, that I'd seen around school, that I would have never like imagine if you're walking into that and you're just you just hear, and it's like, what's that smell? Yeah, it was so funny because like I remember I went to high school stoned, like smoking weed a couple times, and I thought that was like so rebellious. But like people smoking meth, yeah, you're like, damn. What do you even get that shit when you're like 17? Yeah, it's like why? Like don't you know like you're younger and you're better than that? You know smarter, or you you're smarter than that? You should know. What do you feel about people who smoke cigarettes? I don't mind. My whole family actually <laughs> smoked cigarettes my whole life. They That was like the one thing they told me not to do. And when I got older and I would like hug people and I'd smell that they had cigarettes on them, it was like a sign of comfort. It's weird. That's kind of crazy. It's true. Because I was just thinking because it's like, how do you, like I see people my age smoking cigarettes. I'm like, dude, you grew up with the training, bro. Yeah. How'd you start? Yeah. You know? It's so funny because we, when we moved out of my childhood home, I remember taking, because everybody smoked inside, I remember them taking pictures off the wall. Just a block white because you can see all the oh, shit. Dude, it was so gnarly. And it was so funny, too, because that's I was 13 and I remember being like, dude, secondhand smoke is bullshit because I would have been dead by now. <laughs> I was like, I've always known my mom smoked. And it's like, that was my house for what, 13, 12 years? <laughs> that's my lungs right there. That's what my lungs have, you know? That's the walls, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that's how it works. I think you're definitely gonna get cancer, dude. <laughs> well, it's funny because my I, my roommate smokes spliffs, and sometimes I'll I'll have one with them, and oh man, I love it. And a spliff? Yeah. What what is that? That's like half weed, half oh yeah, yeah, half yeah, yeah, yeah. tobacco. And like if I'll have like a if there's like a night of gnarly spliffs, I'll like wake up in the morning and I'm hawking gnarly shit. I'm just like, oh. whoa, damn, they were <laughs> right. It's funny because you know back in the day they always said like you know if if a joint had weed in it, it's like careful man there's weed in it but today it's like careful man there's tobacco in it yeah exactly <laughs> dude people when how old were you when you had your first drink do you drink no I, I mean I I don't like to drink I can but me neither dude no I got really hammered when I was sixteen and I tried to go to my job and I was fucking so hungover dude they sent me home I was like Fuck. my mom like I forgot how I got to work. So hungover, when like I in my uniform, I went to the bathroom, started hugging the toilet. Oh shit! Luckily, my manager was so cool, but my mom had to come pick me up. She was so embarrassed. 
<laughs> so you're 16 years old. I had to come pick you up from your job because you drank too much last night. So I, I've, I've never been able to hold liquor. You know? Same. Like I can drink and I'll get drunk and then I'll be fine. Like the buzz will go away and then later I'll have to puke it all out because it, yes. it wants out. And I hate that. I'm like, that sucks. But same time though, I, I was like, I don't want to drink because if I'm going to go roll around to the spots, you know, doing comedy, like yeah. I, I don't want to fuck that up. Okay, what about weed? When was the first time you smoked weed? I got stoned the first time. Actually, the first time I ever got stoned was at this girl Megan Holiday's house. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar. A bold with, name drop. Well, the reason why I name drop is because she's a a DJ on K Rock. Oh shit! No yeah, way. she's on the radio. And uh, I was sophomore in high school. Oh, okay. And you know, they always like there was this like theory when you first smoked, you never got stoned. Did you ever hear that about that? I got fucked off my ass the first time. <laughs> I didn't get stoned. I didn't feel anything. I just felt a little more social. And I was like, no, dude, I'm cool. This is all right. But the second time I got stoned, I f- was so, I was so <laughs> fucking stoned. I felt like I was sitting in a chair. And then like, you know, like when you're driving in a car and it stops and you're still moving, like the inertia. Yeah. Like, I felt like that the whole time. I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember going out on the curb and laying and just spitting, going, you know, just like, and like, I made a huge pile. My friend came up and was like, dude, you puked. I was like, no, man, I've just been spitting. But he'll tell everybody I puked, but I didn't puke. (laughs) That's fucking crazy, dude. What about you? The first time I ever smoked, I was like 19, dude. Wow. First time I ever drank, I was 22. That was this year. That was this year. How was that? What did you think? It uh, it was fun the first time. The first time I didn't throw up, got the perfect level of drunk. It was amazing. It was in Vegas. I got us actually. I was way too smashed. I got us kicked out of a strip club. That's hilarious. But um, now, ever since then, anytime I drink, I throw up. Damn. So I've like, I do this other podcast that will definitely have you on. It's the board games podcast, where we play old board games. And this is a plug right now. Um, we play old board games. And Play every it. time you lose, we take a shot. And so um, that's the the guests don't have to do that, but we do that. And so it's like I get pretty drunk off that, and I threw up in the parking lot of a three-day soup broker. <laughs> <laughs> the guest of episode two drove drove me home because I got too smashed. Mm-hmm. And I, he had to pull over as I was throwing up in the parking lot of a three-day soup broker. Damn. Yeah, dude, I've had too many of that. I hate it, dude. I do too. Ever since, because it's like you grew up as a kid afraid to throw up. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just can't handle hangovers either, too. I'm just, I get so hammered and I'll just be so miserable the next day. And I'm like, I don't want to be like this, you know? So, smoking weed's fine. You know, you can get around. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you hungry. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. As we come to the, the closing, the closing minute, is there anything that you want to plug or talk about in the last fun. story? Uh, no, I'll just plug, uh, you know, go to my website, mikeymccurran.com for dates. I'll be at the Ontario Improv oh, October second. I will be at the Rec Room this Sunday. That will be July twenty eighth. Oh, that's Kevin Wolf show. Yeah, bear me promo code for half off. Don't know if this podcast will make it by then, but it comes out Friday. It comes out oh. Thursday at midnight. So t- yeah, yeah, tonight at midnight. Yeah, yeah. You gonna go home and edit all this? It's it's one shot, man. Nice. It's a it's comedy in its purest form. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for being on, man.